Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. A few weeks ago, I did a solo show on radical healing. I talked about my personal radical healing journey and the collective healing journey that's ahead of us, both cultural and planetary healing. And I dedicated 2021 to a year of radical healing for myself, my creative focus, and my vocational expression. As I began with this deep healing process, I literally took everything off of my schedule, out of my calendar, and out of my daily life. The moment called for a radical shift in all my priorities and daily living routine. And in the heart of that deep contemplative process, I saw a friend's post about her radical healing journey, and she was reflecting on 2020 with a deep, profound perspective. Here's a quote. In this moment, I want the river of calm to flood body and soul, recalibrating me to a version of myself that is ongoingly incapable of compromising my health ever again. Beautiful words, huh? And the essence of her post was filled with loving care and commitment to a responsibility and care for Earth and all her inhabitants. She eloquently equated her personal health with that of the planet, recognizing that we've pushed the planet and ourselves to the absolute brink. And if you heard my show a couple of weeks ago, you'd go, Julie, that sounds like you. you. You were in that same place. And it's true. So here's another quote. Before I introduce her, she wrote, Now the chance to sing a different incarnation into being, a different me, a different us, a different world. Health. A redefinition of health arising out of the sanity of the love-drenched body of nature. So I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your heart and mind into this moment, and settle into your essential wholeness. As I introduce our guest, Claire Dubois is the founder and CEO of TreeSisters.org, a global women's movement spanning multiple countries that has collectively funded the planting of over 15 million trees. And she has an incredibly huge bio that I want you to go to the show page and read. But for now, I want to bring her in so we can have a delightful conversation. Welcome back, Claire. I am so grateful that you read those quotes. And I sat here and I wanted to cry because it meant so much to me when I wrote those, especially the love-drenched body of nature, that sentence. Like, I wept when I wrote that. It was like an invocation from my heart. And that you that you caught that and brought it forward touches me so deeply. So thank you, Julie. Mm, thank you, Claire. That post touched me so deeply. And, you know, you share some of the most beautiful posts you share 
your own original poetry. You have incredible imagery. And of course, I love Tree Sisters there so much. But that one post just stopped me in my tracks. It was right at the same time I was going through the, the same experience. And I love your um, poetic and artistic creative expression around this process that makes it not just a universal experience that we're all having, but it makes it a sacred moment. You know, it makes it sacred and reverent into the process and the times we're in. So I want to dig into that. And I have some more of your quotes that I want to share with our listeners because it was beautiful, Claire. But I'm going to start with my traditional first question. I know I asked this to of you a year ago when you were on my show, but I'm going to ask again because the ever emergent effulgent process of life keeps bringing clearer wisdom to the surface here. So can you share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you today? What does all things connected mean to me? Oh, it, it speaks to a, um, a rich intimacy. It speaks to the fact that there is conscious air stroking my face right now and that that is breathed by the trees and that the bee that is buzzing around my head right now is sending vibrations with its wings that are touching the very marrow of my bones. It means that the sun that is shining on me is simultaneously tantalizing the few blossoms that are left around me here. It's the fact that everything is touching everything else. Everything is in dynamic relationship with everything else. There is no physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual way to be separate. There just isn't, except for the fact that we can dissociate from our bodies and we can fall into the illusion of separation because we've been taught that we're separate, but it's an illusion. We're, we're living in a sea of intense intimacy that I think most people are afraid to feel, because if we did feel it, we couldn't damage our world the way we are. Mm. So true, which brings us to this, you know, this global prescription for, for all of our health here that I know we're going to dig into. Thank you, Claire. That was beautiful. So let's talk about this year. Your post began really as a reflection of 2020. You have been through so much, just as the planet, just as myself. We've all been, we've all had had our, our experience of 2020, and yet you come with the blessings and the miracles of it but let's let's get real and dirty and 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 messy here and talk about your year started with illness and with illness tell me about 2020 well the end of 2019 I was lying on the floor and I couldn't get up and I watched somebody cycle by and I realized that I had two categories of people I had the category of people who were healthy and could do things in their life. And then I had the category of sick people who just couldn't do anything. And I had put myself in the latter category. And, um, and I was, my back was out. I couldn't move. Um, I was in a state of complete exhaustion. Um, I was, I was, I think I'd gone possibly seven months at that point where I'd done no cooking and no cleaning. And my husband had had to do all of it because I was incapacitated. I was still working 12 to 14 hour days. 
um, flat out on behalf of the planet and on behalf of the people. I knew I was living a lie in terms of not living a balanced life. And I couldn't stop it. I was I was on this treadmill of um, activism from a place of reactivity as opposed to response. Like I was in that place of I cannot bear watching my planet die. Therefore, I will give my life. Fundamentally, completely the most insane, unhealthy, out of integrity with myself and my values way of being. And I lay on the floor. And I thought to myself, wow, I've actually given up on myself. You know, in a way, if I give up on myself and my body, I've actually given up on the planet because there's no difference. And it was such a, it was such a wake up call moment, um, like staring myself in the face. So I rang my board and I basically said, I'm going to resign. Um, you've got until my birthday. I will step into the founder role, but you're going to have to find a new CEO. I can't do CEO and founder and front person and fundraiser and, um, you know, all the different roles that I carry inside of the organization. And, and it was this watershed moment for me. But what was really humbling was uh, I stepped out right before my birthday, actually, in February, um, and then COVID hit. So... I stepped out to try and start this process of resting. I did not know how to rest. Like it took me three months of sabbatical to even discover how deeply I did not know how to rest. Like it wasn't the case of, oh, I'm going to have a week off and then maybe in the following week I'll start to realize what it means. Like I have been going on full tilt for 10 years with Tree Sisters without giving myself really any break at all. And it takes a lot longer than that to change a habit pattern, to, to slow down the momentum of forcing over yourself. And um, I actually came back to work three months later, started to come back to work and still was in the process of slowing down. Like, okay, now, so how do I do work and balance? But what was, you know, so I, I went on to sabbatical and I realized how ill I was. I mean, that was the first thing. When you actually stop, you get to feel, you get to face, you get to, I mean, that's what COVID's done for the world. It's, it said, okay, everybody, you're stopping business as usual. Now look at yourself. You know, I did it doubly over. I stopped with the sabbatical and my health and then COVID hit. So then suddenly my organization, half of, the, half of them were going on to furlough, but we still had to do the same amount of work. Um, the new CEO that came on in my place got COVID. Um, other members of my staff had to leave their roles altogether because their husbands had lost their job due to COVID or they had to get a job in a for-profit because we couldn't pay them enough or whatever. It was like, oh my God, everything's falling apart around my ears. I'm going to have to go back to work. And it was like, no, I'm not. You know, there's a, there's a point where even if crisis is falling, you know, everything is falling around your head, you don't compromise yourself still further you don't step into a compromised situation from a compromised place you've got to stop this at some point so I didn't go back I, I stayed off while the you know the shit hit the fan forgive my language but that really was what happened and um and we came through and everything was you know we've actually done better than I could ever have dreamt of inside of Tree Sisters I mean it's been miraculous but you know I came out of that straight into the fires in California where I live 
and we had a fire storming up the canyon towards us and we were evacuated and we didn't know whether we had a home and then we were in unbreathable air for two months and that brought us up to the you know inside of all of that time then we've got the black lives matter unfolding and for me the fires were this extraordinary moment of awakening into social injustice because there i was we had no power no water because we have a well um you know there's no toilets there's no washing up there's no air conditioning the air outside is at six tw- 670 it got to in terms of you know breathable air is between sort of zero and 50 we were at 670 we had poison pouring in under our doors we were blocking things off with wet towels we were trapped inside in unbearable heat <laughs> with, with nothing and i'm like this is you know and that i'm trying to work you know because business as usual carries on no matter how, how much our world is falling apart and I sat in this situation going, this is how billions of people on our planet live every day. They live without power, without water, without breathable air, in, in desperate heat. And we just think that's fine. And it's the same with the racial inequality that I never woke up to until I came to America. I lived a very, very white life in England. And coming to America has been an almighty shock. I live on the lands that were taken from the Nisanan tribes in the, in the center of a genocide place in the middle of the motherlode where all the mining happened. You know, waking up to this is, this is not acceptable and yet we've made this acceptable. And then from that, we move into the election, which for me was, was like being torn in two in a country that I don't understand with half the people seemingly thinking it's all right for babies to be put in cages and for violence and fear-mongering and racism to be the norm. And, you know, that wasn't bad enough. We've got COVID throughout the entire thing, you know, and then we both got COVID. So we ended ended the year, Mark and I, with COVID. And um, so it was like this, it was like this just very, very intense initiatory year into... How many yogic squats can you squat in and not have a chair under your backside and not be able to get back up again? And in the midst of it all, find the beauty, get the gold, look at, your, look at what you're being shown, take it on the chin, do something about it. Um, you know, really, really live in this moment in all of its difficulty and and let it have you like let it permeate you let it grow you let it free you and i feel i feel a completely different shape than i was at the beginning of this year a completely different shape and actually i had this very interesting experience because i've been very very ill not with covid i wasn't very ill with covid but i've been very ill in my life and that's what accrued up until the end of 2019 and it's largely because I've had heavy metal poisoning, extreme heavy metal poisoning. And our planet is now suffering from extreme heavy metal poisoning. And so I'm, I'm sort of a, I'm a body. I am the planet, like we're all the planet, but my body is very specifically like an abused body that has been heavy metal poison. It's like, as I recover, like even with COVID, I could feel the baseline of my health still rising, even though COVID took me down. There was a baseline of health that's coming because I'm doing what's needed to get the heavy metals out of my body, because I'm doing what's needed to bring my life back into balance, because 
I'm prioritizing myself and I'm no longer willing to compromise my values. My baseline is changing. And that gives me great hope because it's like, okay, if this body can heal, this planet can heal. Mm. Wow. And so I'm just, I'm in that place with you of, of knowing you have to let go. So I'm going to take you back. You, you mentioned that you found new muscles of surrender. I want to take you back to that point of letting go because that's not easy. And I'm, I'm wondering how, because of the alignment to come into health again, to come into our perfect health, we do have to reevaluate and reprioritize. And I was in the same place, Claire. I, I literally resigned from being the endocrine system of my organization. (laughs) I, I looked at my failing endocrine system that was crashing and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm trying to be the endocrine system, managing all of the systems and structures and regulating everything. It's not my job. It wasn't aligned with my purpose. It wasn't that I, yes, I'm working hard, working, working, working all the time, but I was also out of alignment doing things that weren't mine to do. So take us back to that early, early, late 2019, early 2020, when you said, okay, I, I have to step back and resign. How did you, how did you get there? How did you literally say, okay, um, life will go on. The organization will go on. Everything will be okay. How did you get to the trust? I have a really unique life and I feel incredibly taken care of in my life. And I have a fundamental trust in life. Um, in many other ways. And it was like, it was like looking at myself, looking at the, okay, well, so this is pretty conditional, isn't it, Claire? You've got trust over here. But when you come to this bit, you act like you have to do it all yourself. Mm. You know, well, if you're going to do it all yourself, then you're not allowing life to even try and come in. And it was, you know, when you're ill or when you're poisoned, especially, you can't see very clearly because your system is so compromised, it's very difficult to see things as they are. And so you get into a state of normalized imbalance. And in that normalized imbalance, it, you, can, you can live in a complete state of compromising yourself. And it feels normal, even though it's painful, but pain is normal. So you can just continue it. It's like staying in a shitty relationship that you shouldn't be in, but it's normal. And so you just tolerate it. You know, how many billions of people are in relationships or working environments that they just can't bear? But it's normalized and it's safer because it's familiar and we do the familiar and we don't allow the whisper or the yell of our bodies, you know, until cancer hits or until you're on the floor and you can't get up or until your endocrine system crashed. My endocrine system crashed, what, three years ago? And I still carried on. So, you know, I, um, I, I was so shocked at how far gone I was. I was so shocked at how out of integrity I was. Tree Sisters is fundamentally about balance. It's about the balance of give and take, the masculine and the feminine, um, you know, taking and giving, like consuming and restoring. It's all about balance. And I was the most unbalanced person in my relationship and I, in my organization, and I was the head of the organization. There I am teaching this stuff And I was the absolute worst version of 
you know, the opposite of what I was teaching. And so we were sitting there going, well, you know what? Sometimes you just have to do the hard thing. I'd never stopped. I've never stopped in my life. And so, but, you know, when I had the car crash, when I was given Tree Sisters, the first thing that happened was this voice said, call everything you do an experiment because you can't fail an experiment. You can only learn. So I was sort of sitting there in this experiment of, well, if I put everything down to get better, if life wants Tree Sisters to succeed, life will help Tree Sisters succeed. But it's not going to, you know, how is anything going to work and how is Tree Sisters going to work if I'm dead, which is kind of where I was going. You know, I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to heal myself or which is it going to be? And when you're, when you're that far gone, there was only one choice. And... It was torture. It was torture when suddenly my teeth, a bit, my, my teeth, my team are being furloughed and there's members that were losing because of COVID and then the, you know, the new CEO got COVID. And like as each thing ratcheted up, the intensity of the, is your baby going to survive? And I sat there looking at this thing and then looking at myself. I cried my eyes out. I raged. I, I, stormed around yelling at God, you know, I, I, it was not a relaxing sabbatical. It was like, okay, so what you've done is you've helped me step out so that now I could get to see everything. And I've made an agreement with my board that I'm going to have nothing to do with anything. So I've put myself in a helpless position while it all crumbles and you've, and I've created this space so that all I can do is sit in that, like, I have to sit in that. It was like burning off the attachment to uh, rescuing, burning off the attachment to being the one that ensured it, like burning off my, my mothering of the organization. And all I could do was sit in the agony of it. But my, the risk of my body being so damaged that I was never going to be able to recover the composition, like that, and the feeling of being so completely out of integrity with myself was stronger. So it was a case of, you know what? No, I need more time. No, I need more time. I was supposed to take um, six weeks off. I ended up taking three months off, and then I ended up coming back only, you know, two days a week or whatever. And it was, no, I need more time. No, I need more time. And there was this point, I think it was towards, yeah, I don't know, maybe September, October of this year where I felt myself cross over the hump from my norm is overworking to my norm is self-care. And it was just like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm over the hump. Like this is now, like my center of gravity has shifted from um, obsession with planetary health to personal health. And it's like, okay, now I've got a chance for balance because the more healthy I am, the more responsive I can be, the more intimate I can be, which means the more I can listen and feel the voice of my body, which is the planet talking to me. So the more effective I can be because I'm able to listen and then action from an embodied place. When you're, when you're, when you're disembodied and you're just doing what you're told and you're living a to-do list and you're running on empty, which most of us are, and you're forcing over the top of that, and you're doing the things that society says you should be doing, you don't have a cat and house chance of listening to your body or following the flow of nature. 
or or answering the call of your intuition or following the longings of your soul because you're stuck on a conveyor belt in a long tunnel that's acceptable, but it's nothing to do with your soul and there's nothing to do with your nature. Mm. Claire, the I have so many things firing off. I can't wait to really look at the prescription then for the planet, look at how you brought yourself to healing besides the rest, how you reprioritize. This is really beautiful. And I've, of course, written down lots of new quotes. I just want to leave us before we go out to break with one of your other quotes, and then I'll bring us in with another. When I close my eyes, I can see light pouring into our world. I feel flooded with love. So full of gratitude for the miracles of this year, one of the toughest years I can remember. And it still feels miraculous. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. We're here with Claire Dubois. We'll be turned in just a moment. Meditation channel, nonstop meditation music, 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation channel is interruption free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation channel. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. M2, M2. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart. But I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown-up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. 
driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links, as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I invite you to be a more conscious, courageous, and compassionate co-creator of the beautiful, healthy world we depend on. Come work with me. There are lots of different ways you can do that. Check out those opportunities at juliecrawl.com or goodofthewhole.org. I'm here today with Claire Dubois. We're talking about radical healing from Claire's perspective. <clears throat> and she is the founder of Tree Sisters. You can find Tree Sisters at treesisters.org. Go get involved. Go make a donation. Go plant those trees on the planet that we so desperately need. Again, that's treesisters.org. And Claire, (laughs) I just want to start with this quote. Um, Musing back into the second half, you wrote, So, how do I, do we, do it differently? How do we calmly refuse the insanity of a world gone mad and quietly dream in the frequencies required for mass awakening to what might be possible? And I know we need to talk about reprioritization. You've talked about some of those lessons. You've talked about so many different things. But I'm going to ask you that question. How do we do it differently? And how do we quietly dream in the frequencies required for mass awakening to what might be possible? Wow. Well, you know, I can't, who, who said the words, there's nothing sane about, um, what is it? There's nothing sane about being in an insane world or being like colluding with an insane world, something like that. Yeah. I can't remember who I just wrecked the quote and I don't know who said it, but anyway. Um, the first part of the prescription for me is radical honesty. Mm. Like if there's 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 certain things that I just think are are fundamental. Intimacy is one. Intimacy with life. Are you willing to feel like where we started? What what's connection? It's radical intimacy with everything, including yourself and your feelings. Honesty, radical honesty. Are you willing to own up to yourself about how you're living your life? First of all, are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Are you living your gifts? Are you sitting on your gifts? Are you ignoring your gifts altogether? Are you ignoring your longings? Are you ignoring your needs? Are you ignoring your body? Like These are all really fundamental things. Are you colluding? with a world that has that tells us that leadership is for white men sitting in offices are you um, are you sitting on your leadership are you 
believing that technology is going to save us? Are you thinking that recycling is enough? Are you um, believing that you can continue taking from the planet without giving back? Like, are you um, in basic total denial about the fact that we may have five years of habitable planet left? Are you willing to educate yourself around what it is that you can do? Are you, I mean, it's like honesty means sitting down and looking at how things actually are, not how the world is being presented to us because it's being presented to us through a consciousness that has created an economy that requires the death of nature in order to thrive. Therefore, this patriarchal system and the consciousness that is driving it has normalized abuse. It's normalized abuse over life, over nature, over people, over children. It's normalized our abuse over our bodies, over each other, over our intuition, over our needs, over our feelings, over our own deep values. Okay, that's been normalized. Now, once it's been normalized, it's incredibly difficult to open your eyes because we don't want to see how far gone we are. That's where I was just over a year ago. I didn't want to see how far gone I was. If I had carried on, I would have died. If we carry on, we're all going to die. I mean, we're all going to die eventually anyway, but wouldn't it be nice to die leaving a habitable planet for our children? Because right now, we're not. We're not going to. And if we are going to, it's going to require a massive wake-up. A massive, massive wake-up. And we can either be afraid of that because we don't want to change, or we can say, how responsible is it to leave a completely uninhabitable world to our children? And how responsible is it if you just go to that? How responsible is it to go, well, even if it's not as bad as they say it is, and it's going to be your grandchildren that have an uninhabitable planet and not your children? How responsible is that? Like, do you care about your lineage at all? Do you care about other people's lineages? Do you care about the ice caps or the rainforests? And if the answer is no, are you willing to look at that? Are you willing to be honest with yourself that you're fundamentally dissociated from the planet that has given you everything? And I'm not saying that from a place of shaming. I'm saying it from a place of until we are honest with ourselves, nothing can change. Whether it's getting out of that relationship or changing your job or saying no when actually you've been saying yes all this time. You know, it's a little things or for me, changing my diet, being willing to sleep more, turning off my phone, saying no to meetings, delegating more. Like until you're willing to be honest with yourself, is this acceptable to me? Is this in alignment with me? Am I in integrity? No, no, no. Okay. What's going to change? Okay, you shift your compass. You do it differently. Now look at your life again. Right. Here I am incarnate at the most crucial time in human history. Therefore, I've got a key. I've got a role to play. Am I playing it? No. What gifts am I sitting on? This, this, and this. Could they contribute? Yes. How can I give myself? What do I have? How can I turn my life into alignment with my values, with the, with the time that I'm living in, with the gauntlet that humanity is created and thrown down to ourselves in order to 
allow us to have the most meaningful lives that have ever been lived. There's nothing more meaningful than responding to the call of a planet in peril and the children of our own species who are out there every Friday demanding that we care enough about them to actually do something, you know? It's like this wild moment that we're, that we're living, but unless we're willing to open our eyes beyond the blinkers of normal, familiar, sort of brainwashed dreamwalking, which is what the majority of us are doing as consumers. I mean, bloody hell, we're not consumers. That's not what a human being is. We're not even citizens anymore. You know, inside of Tree Sisters, we're looking at what's the shift from a restorer species to a, from a consumer species to a restorer species. How do we shift away from unconscious consumption to conscious restoration? How do we make it as normal to embed restoration into every human life as it is, has been normalized to have us just consume the entire time? We could create a completely different humanity, a completely different possibility, a completely different version of you, me, all of us. But first of all, you have to wake up to the fact that there's more and then realize that we're living at a fraction of our potential and that it's not satisfying because no amount of wealth is going to be satisfying on a dead planet. Well, you know, wealth alone isn't it. It's not real wealth. It's shallow. Yeah. And it's, it's just even saying it's not satisfying is another key for people to listen to that radical honesty with themselves and and I love how you're so you're you're mentioning this normalized imbalance normalized abuse normalized consumption this fundamental disassociation with the planet and the disassociation that that separation is really what we're waking up to is if we continue to to believe in this fundamental disassociated state of being that it doesn't matter where, yeah, we're going nowhere. So with this, and I love the brainwash dreaming work, dream working. <laughs> I love your language. So here we are, Claire, in this moment. And I know that when I took the urgency and the burden off my shoulders last fall and really looked at aligning my true gifts, Dwayne Elgin calls them, um, oh shoot, I forgot the first one. He has a, a, a kind of like you're good at some things, but your true gifts are what you're here for. And when I looked at being the endocrine system, you know, I'm, I'm being a webmaster and a bookkeeper and a, and a manager and a, I was doing everything out of my joy, out outside of my joy, not in my joy. So when I shifted that, this whole new fresh wellspring of creativity and vitality and the medicine that I need to heal opened and presented itself. It's all right here, but it didn't, it didn't emerge. It didn't show itself until I got out of my normalized imbalance and my normalized way of work, 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 get it done because someday. And so I'm wondering what happened. Did Have you found a new sense of creativity and new sense of inspiration? And, and what does your path look like now? 
Well, I have to acknowledge the fact that I was very, very, very ill. Um, so it's been slow and it's still slow. Um, heavy metal poisoning basically means that you've got metal in your cell walls, which means that your cells don't do osmosis well at all, which means you're basically, you can't detoxify water. Clean water can't get across the cell walls and the wall, the cells themselves go into isolation. So, so your cells are in a, are in a fundamentally disconnected state. They're not talking to each other. Um, they can't hydrate properly. They can't detoxify. They can't feed themselves and the mitochondria start to die, which is the state of extreme chronic fatigue. So, so when you're in that state, um, you're very dissociated and you're, um, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's what I call a metal state, which is a fear state. Um, and it's a fear state because your cells are in isolation. So your whole, it was like, I was like, God, this is fascinating. I'm actually inside my body is the, like, I'm the microcosm of the macrocosm, especially yeah. inside of COVID where we're all like separate and like, oh my God, if I go out and touch this other person, I may get, you know, the lurgy. And um, so I was inside this thing of like, okay, so I can't feel properly. I can't listen properly. I can't eat properly. You know, I can't hydrate. I can't nourish. I can't like, nothing's working. And one by one, all my systems were going down. And so as a sort of a human experiment, it was like fascinating being inside that, like, wow, like how far have I let myself go? Like nothing's communicating. And here I am still running an organization and like doing all this stuff. So in the stopping process, um, first of all, there's the coming into consciousness of the toxicity. I mean, this is why it's hard yeah. to be honest with ourselves. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to feel how out of integrity we are. We don't want to feel how ill we are. We don't want to feel the sickness of our lives. But if we don't, there's no chance of, of getting better. Um, I have completely changed my diet everything that goes into my body. I'm, I'm inside of an Ayurvedic system now where everything I take is, every, even the water I drink is like full of fennel and coriander and cumin and ginger. It's like, I, I don't put anything into my body that doesn't heal me, that is not balancing, that is not, I've, I've, I've stripped all um, inflammatory foods out. I've gone vegetarian. I'm not quite vegan because I've got ghee in my diet, but that's it right now. And um all of that is allowing for the poison to start leaving. And as the poison starts leaving, I'm coming into intimacy with things. So my body, now that I'm starting to flesh out, now that, now that nourishment is starting to move into my cells, I can now feel that I was like, you know, I was like a threadbare curtain that was so see-through, it was more like a cobweb. That's how mm. my vitality was. Now I'm, I'm moving in the direction of thick velvet, and it's like, oh, my God, it's almost is so unfamiliar to feel that voluptuousness. But because I've been I've been starved, like I've been fundamentally starved. And now, you know, I am loving myself enough to be worthy of the velvet on the inside where my cells are communicating and where the poison is stripping away and where different systems can talk to each other. And as they're doing that, my experience of the world is changing. Because, you know, as is within, so is without, or whatever the quote is. And so my brain is functioning differently. I'm looking at the world differently. One of the things that's really interesting is I've moved out of fear of catastrophe. I know we're heading straight for it, but I'm not in fear of it anymore. 
and my system has sh- my compass has shifted away from um, doing everything I can to avoid catastrophe to doing everything that I can to catalyze awakening. Now, I've always mm. been an awakening catalyst. That's always been what I've done, but I've been doing it from a place of fear, which is why I pushed myself, which is why I got into the mess that I did. That's gone. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not willing to invest my life force in catastrophizing anymore. I need to invest my life force in only restorative, regenerative, replenishing. Um, That's it. Like, I'm going this way. I'm going towards a world that has an evolutionary bounce rather than an evolutionary crash. I'm going towards an awakened humanity that, that has made the choice to shift into, towards restoration. I'm living in a world that, where the economy that kills nature dissolves and a regenerative, restorative economy comes forward. And I'm in the world where that can happen faster than any of us could ever have dreamt and that we're building the resilience, that I'm building the resilience on the inside now to be able to manage the extremes as they hit because they are coming and we can't avoid them to understand how to be in community to understand how to be with the soil to understand how to tend the soil of my body and the soil on my own land you know it's like back again and again intimacy 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 with those around you building links of strength those are my cells can my cells communicate is that intimacy inside me okay how do I translate that into my community? How do we build resilient communities? You know, how do we move beyond the power over paradigm into the paradigm of the circle where we've just entered into the age of Aquarius? You know, that whole solstice phase was enormously powerful. Like, we've changed. The energies on our planet have changed. Like, we're being, we're being supported energetically to move into a completely new version of ourselves the energy is there now it's a question of will we allow ourselves to take our brakes off sufficiently so that we can be supported to move in the direction that life is trying to take us and life is trying to take us home to ourselves as part of our planet as home where we're interconnected where we understand that everything is sacred including ourselves including our neighbors you know including everybody that we don't understand including everybody on the, the, the part of the journey that they're on, where the things that they believe in seem preposterous to us. You know, all of us, everything is sacred. That's where we're going. That's a world that takes care of everyone and everything and that is non-competitive in the ways that we've been used to and that is restorative. We're the ones who have to bring that into being. And to bring it into being, it has to start with ourselves. Because if we're not living it ourselves, then anything that we change on the outside is superficial. It's got to come from inside ourselves. Uh, So thank you for bringing that home. And I just want to like make this one piece really present here in the last five minutes of the show as we bring this to a close, because I think that that is, is an imperative message listening to your story and, and choosing health now for yourself is that literally it's it's being in integrity so as you're looking at the radical honesty and you have the prescription of how to detox yourself you become an agent of detox for the planet like you are a cell 
of the planetary body now, Claire, just as Julie is. So as you do this work and stay in that integrity, you become an agent of healing for the planet. So in five minutes or so left here, what else or further would you like to share with our listeners today in this call to radical healing and radical honesty and and radical intimacy so that we all can stay in integrity and be agents of healing this coming year? Well, I think I've said an awful lot about the internal work, the internal work of, you know, becoming honest, being willing to feel, being willing to look at our lives and being willing to acknowledge whether our lives are in integrity with the world that we need to create for our children then there's the fact that the outer work needs to happen too so it's all very well doing your amazing yoga practice and your dance practice and your meditation all the rest of it that's great it's wonderful but if your practice is in the world if how you're living in the world is still fundamentally damaging our world then we need to look at it so You know, one of the things that I realized when I was first given Tree Sisters, Tree Sisters is a call to balance. It says, if you take, you give back. If you warm our world, you cool her down. Why are we doing tropical trees? Because tropical trees sequester carbon between three and nine times as fast as temperate trees. The tropical forest belt of our world is like Gaia's waistline. It's her hottest area. If that hottest area is devoid of trees, we're done. There is no habitable planet. Every ecosystem knocks on to every other ecosystem. Every ecosystem that we destroy somewhere over there directly impacts our own. That hottest band of our planet, Gaia in her brilliance, put fast-growing, amazing, exquisite tropical trees because those trees use the heat to pull groundwater through them, to, to transpire and respire and create rainfall and create rainfall that feeds the entire planet. And in feeding the entire planet, we've got the heartbeat of the hydrological cycle of our world. We cannot lose that heartbeat. If we lose that heartbeat, like the, the Amazon rainforest is the size of the face of the moon. It's, it's huge. 40% of it is sufficiently degraded so that if, you know... It's already got the climate of savannah. It's no longer wet. It's going to burn unless we start to dramatically restore the amount of forest around it that's already been lost. And what's happening? We're just stripping it and stripping it and stripping it. Like between 14 and 40 million trees a day are being lost on our planet because we haven't realized that the trees are our water, that the trees are not just our lungs. They're our liver. They're our heart. They're our immune system. They're our brain. On the planet, you know, you can't hack a human body apart, take out its lungs and take out its liver and destroy its its brain and, you know, and then expect it to carry on functioning. But we're doing that to our planet. So we need these tropical trees to be restored. We need our forests to be protected. We need to wake up to that fact that our, our Ecosystems that we take for granted cannot be taken for granted. In the same way that my body cannot be taken for granted, your body cannot be taken for granted. You can't keep punishing and stripping. You can't keep, you know, digging into your overdraft or the planetary overdraft, stealing from the future and expecting the future to function. 
So what we're doing inside of Tree Sisters is we're offering you a beautiful portfolio of reforestation projects that include coastal restorations with mangroves, forest corridors for biodiversity, cloud forest, agroforestry. Um, we've got, you know, beautiful, diverse projects that show you all these different ways in which trees can transform landscape, transform climate, transform uh, and, and save critically endangered species, all for an incredibly low price, 50 cents per tree. That means you can give every month, and that's what we're asking everybody to do. Whilst you're figuring out how to come into integrity with your gifts, with your body, with your truth, with your love, with everything that you are, Whilst you're doing that, our planet is being stripped right now. So whilst we are shifting internally, we can all start giving back externally. That means that you can say, yeah, I'm growing a forest. You know, 50 trees a month are being planted because I'm giving back. Or you can get your business involved. We're working with so many businesses that are starting to embed trees in products and services. My dream is that a financial transaction cannot happen without restoration being embedded into it that nature's face is inside everything we're doing. There's always a kickback to nature because how have we forgotten her so completely and abused her so completely? You know, there's a world up ahead where you cannot take without giving back. And that's the world I'm holding in my heart. And I'm just going to invite every single one of you here to come to the Tree Sisters website to look at our projects. We just had a beautiful thing happen. Somebody had gone around and... Uh, examined all the different reforestation projects out there, all the different reforestation foundations. He's trying to figure out how to help investors move money, large amounts of money towards reforestation. And he called me up and he said, Claire, Treesis is one of the most ethical tree planting organizations in the world. We want to use your model to help investors know how to invest into reforestation. Mm. And it was so amazing. You know, you work and you work and you work and you work and you just say, Come on, everybody, we can do this thing. If everybody on this planet starts giving back, we give ourselves a chance, but we're so used to taking. So my prayer is that you let us grow you a forest yes. and that you feel proud about growing a forest. And that forest will be in Brazil and Kenya and Cameroon and Madagascar and Mozambique and India and Nepal and West Papua and Borneo and other countries as they come on. We've got many lined up and the projects are beautiful. And you will know whilst you transform yourself that you are already transforming our world for the better, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your sister, your brother. The world is going now. It's now. It's not in a hundred years. It's now. We need you now. It is a beautiful thing to give back. It is a beautiful thing to give back. It is a beautiful thing. Let Tree Sisters plant a forest for you. Thank you, Claire Dubois. Go to treesisters.org to learn more information. And I just want to leave you listeners with those words of Claire again. Now the chance to sing a different incarnation into being. A different me, a different us, a different world. A redefinition of health arising out of the sanity of the love-drenched body of nature. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.